May the words of my lips and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, Lord Christ. Amen. So the story of a Syrophoenician woman. Jesus encounters a woman who needs him to help her daughter. He insults her, calls her a dog, actually. She challenges him. He heals her daughter, and then he travels to a place where he is brought to a man who is deaf, and he enables the man to hear. What are we to make of this story? I want to start by naming the things that we do not know. We don't know what Jesus' tone of voice was, nor the tone of the woman. We don't know if they were actually in conflict or if he was messing around with the Jews and Gentiles that overheard this conversation, bringing them from the expected conflict to the unexpected resolution. We don't know if that's what he was up to. But man, has this story been driving Christians crazy for the last 2,000 years? Because we don't expect Jesus to be rude, and we don't like it when he is mean. So let's talk about what we do know, to whatever degree the writer of the Gospel of Mark knew things. We do know that up until now, Jesus' ministry seems to have been at least geographically contained within Jewish communities. We know that the region of Tyre, where he met this woman, was north of these Jewish communities outside of Israel, and that it was Jesus and not the Syrophoenician woman who found himself in a foreign land. We know that Jesus would have had to have chosen to walk about 25 miles beyond the border of Galilee to get to where this woman found him, hiding in a house in a land that was known for its violence against Jews. And we know that Jesus was a Jew and that this woman was not. We know that when she found him, there was likely some tension around this situation. Maybe even fear. We also know that she had a desperate need, and somehow she knew that Jesus could meet it. We know by looking at a map, and I wish I had a really big 360-degree map to show this to you, we know that the Sea of Galilee, where Jesus headed next, was about 30 miles south of Tyre, and that after his encounter with the Syrophoenician woman, he traveled back to the Sea of Galilee by way of Sidon, which is another 25 miles northeast of Tyre, away from the Sea of Galilee, and that when he got back down to the Sea of Galilee, he went not to the Galilean side of the sea in the west, but rather to the more multicultural side of the sea in the east, to the Decapolis, the region of ten Roman city-states. The Gospel tells us that somewhere along that journey, a deaf man was brought to him. And he caused the deaf man to be able to hear. And he told the people not to tell anyone about these miracles, and they told people anyway, and people were really impressed. But what's really going on? What if Jesus was just doing his thing in the Jewish community, and then something moved Jesus to take a big risk and walk out of familiar territory and into a foreign land, It may have been confusing and scary to be on this journey in foreign territory. 
he was surrounded by people who his society had taught him to label as other, as dangerous, as not like us. I bet the Syrophoenician woman knew how he would perceive her, and I think her response to his apparent indifference, if not disdain, toward her, was brilliant. To turn his insult into a banter, to be called a dog, and then to say, yeah, but if the feast is as plentiful as you say, the food should be overflowing onto the floor and I should be feasting too. If what he taught was true, and she didn't have to be a Jew to benefit from the love brought to earth by a Jewish Messiah. And yes, the love was abundant enough. Jesus' manner with her shifted. Relationship happened. Her daughter was healed, and Jesus went on his way, perhaps with a different plan than he originally had. What I want to know is, did she change him? Did she change his heart toward the Gentiles? Did she change his concept of how big his mission really was? Did she change his travel itinerary, launching him on a journey that would take him even further away and then loop him back to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, where he could bring a radical expression of love to a much wider population? Was she the catalyst for the inclusion of all people? Or would Jesus have gone there anyway? Maybe his next miracle, the opening of the deaf man's ears, is actually about building our capacity to listen to one another across borders and differences. I know that there are actually deaf people who might not want to be turned into hearing people on the whim of a traveling medicine man, but I don't know anyone who couldn't use a deeper ability to listen which actually happens with our hearts, right? So is that what Jesus was up to in Sidon or somewhere along the way? We don't know. Not for sure. But I have a hunch that we have something to learn from the broadening of God's love and the opening of human ears toward one another in this gospel. And I like to think that the Syrophoenician woman played a pivotal role in helping Jesus to listen better and in moving Jesus' ministry to a wider population, because I like that Syrophoenician woman, and I like her spunk. Because it takes spunk to start a revolution. Beyond Moving beyond our borders is revolutionary. Exiting our comfort zones, asking for help, Approaching someone who's very different from us, revolutionary. Including all people in the love of God, even people whose words and actions anger us, that's revolutionary. Gathering in this place to be in community in an ever-dividing world, seeking peace rather than engaging the turmoil, coming to the baptismal font and the altar, believing in a table, that is overflowing with abundance and presenting ourselves at that feast, intentionally listening to one another more deeply with our hearts. These are things of the revolution, 
And I thank God we gather in this place together to revolve and evolve into an even bigger expression of God's love in this world together. Amen.